Hello, I'm Rob, and welcome to this week's edition of the Black Country Talking News for the 5th of April 2023. Hello and welcome to the Black Country Talking News, brought to you by the sight loss charity Beacons. We're pleased to confirm that the Talking News is now available via Alexa. Once you've enabled the Talking Newspapers skill, all you need to do is play Talking Newspapers and ask for the Black Country Talking News. Our Talking News service is also available via the free Wireless for the Blind app. It can be found on the Beacon Centre website www.beaconvision.org forward slash talking dash news. As a podcast via services such as Apple or Spotify or as a free CD, simply contact Beacon Centre on 01902 We hope you enjoy this week's edition. Reading this week, we have myself Rob, Christine, Angela, Liz, Helen, Mina, Simon, and of course not forgetting, Flashback Roger. In this week's edition we have, Local News for the Black Country, an update from Beacon, The Quiz with Mina, Our Fortnightly Bulletin of Practical Information and Sight Loss Tips, The Latest News from West Bromwich Albion and Wolves, A Did You Know section of Flashback Roger, The Weather for the Week Ahead. Another episode of our feature, the 10 Day Gentle Exercise Sessions, and a seasonal poem to celebrate springtime. Local news to start though, and we have a feature from the Electoral Services at Wolverhampton Council, detailing the changes and support that will be available at polling stations for the forthcoming elections in May. Hello, I'm Chris Lightwood, Electoral Services Apprentice at the City of Wolverhampton Council. And I'm Laura Doonan, Electoral Services Manager. We're going to tell you about the elections taking place in May and the improvements we are making in polling stations to ensure that people affected by sight loss are aware of the support available to help make your mark on the ballot paper. We will also cover the voting options available to you and the deadline dates to apply for postal and proxy votes. On Thursday the 4th of May 2023, there will be local elections taking place in Wolverhampton, where all 60 councillor seats are up for election following the local government boundary review. And these elections are also the first elections to be held under the new measures that have been brought in by the Election Act, which introduces the requirement to show photo ID in a polling station and to also make polling stations more accessible for people with disabilities. So to vote in a polling station, you will now need to bring an acceptable form of ID, such as a passport or driving licence. If you do not have an acceptable form of ID, you can apply for a free voter ID document known as a voter authority certificate. If you need assistance applying for a voter authority certificate in person, there are daily drop-in sessions taking place at Wolverhampton Civic Centre between 10am and 3pm on weekdays. And a full list of acceptable ID and further information about applying for a voter authority certificate can be found on our website at www.wolverhampton.gov.uk forward slash elections. If you choose to vote in person at the polling station, there's a range of support available to you. All of the key signage in the polling station will now be printed on a yellow background, black text to make it more accessible. The slot on the ballot paper will have white stickers around it to make it more visible. You can also request additional lighting from polling staff. 
If you have difficulty completing the standard print ballot paper, you can request the use of a tactile voting device to help mark your vote in the correct place. The tactile voting device has a sticky backing, which attaches on the top of your ballot paper. It has numbered lift-up flaps directly over the boxes where you mark your vote. The numbers are raised and in braille. You can request the use of a large print ballot form from the polling station as a guide to follow or ask someone to read out the lists of candidates to you. This can be a companion or polling station staff. The candidates are in alphabetical order. You will need to remember the number of the candidate you wish to vote for. Then lift the flap with the same number and mark your cross in the box. You can then detach the tactile device and fold your ballot paper in half before posting it in the ballot box. Seeing AI apps or video magnifying glasses can also be used in polling stations as a reasonable adjustment in the Equality Act. Please inform the presiding officer in the polling station if you will be using these before you go to the polling booth. We will be training all of our polling station staff on these apps so that they are fully informed on how best to support you in the polling station. If you would prefer to bring a companion with you to assist in voting, as opposed to receiving assistance from a member of staff at the polling station, this is also possible. Your companion must either be a close relative who is aged 18 years or over, or a qualified elector. The voter should ask the permission of the presiding officer to be assisted by their companion. The companion, not the voter, is required by law to complete a simple declaration or declaration to be made by the companion of a voter with disabilities. The companion should fill out the declaration and sign the document. If requested, polling staff can also assist you with marking your ballot paper. Now going to finally move on to cover some key dates for this election. So firstly, if you are not already registered to vote, the easiest way to register to vote is online at gov.uk forward slash register to vote. Or if you live in Wolverhampton, you can call our office and register over the phone on 01902 555177. There are a number of ways to have your say. You can vote in the polling station by post or by appointing somebody you trust to vote on your behalf known as a proxy vote. The deadline to apply to vote by post is Tuesday the 18th of April at 5pm and the deadline to vote by proxy is Tuesday the 25th of April at 5pm. To download the forms to vote by post or proxy, please visit our website wolverhampton.gov.uk forward slash elections. Alternatively, you can contact us to request a form be posted out to you on 01902 555177 or you can email us at electoral.services at wolverhampton.gov.uk. If you are unable to make your signature on the postal vote application form due to a disability, then you can contact us to request a signature waiver. And finally, you can find out more about all of this on our website at wolverhampton.gov.uk forward slash elections. Thank you. Up next, we hear from Helen, who of course has for us the Beacon Update. Hi everyone, it's Helen with your Beacon Update and welcome to April. Don't the months roll round quickly? I, for one, am looking forward to some warmer weather over the next few weeks. I'll have none of us April showers, thanks. Just sunshine all the way. Well, the good news is that with a new month, that means a new activity programme here at Beacon. And so I'm delighted to tell you that our April timetable is now live. We've got all your favourite sessions, including swimming, community walks and bowling. And great news, our tandem biking sessions are back for spring and summer. You can find out more on our website, www.beaconvision.org or call us on 01902 880 111 to sign up. 
If you've never tried it before, why not give it a go? Try and join something new. We've got so many activities. You don't need to know what you're doing. We're a really friendly team and there's lots of experienced people there who'll be able to guide you. Now, are you ready to get your dancing shoes on? Talking about activities, we've got our first line dancing session coming up at Beacon and we would love for you to join us. It will be taking place at our Sedgley Centre on Wednesday, April the 19th. If you'd like to find out more, call us on 01902 880 Now, have you signed up for our family fun colour run yet? Well, did you know it had four stations where you'll get a blast of brightness as you go through? It really is fun for all the family. So book your ticket now and join us on Sunday, May the 14th at Wolverhampton's East Park. Find out more on our website, beaconvision.org forward slash colour hyphen run. Last this week, there'll be no talking news out on April the 12th, so I wanted to wish you all a hoppy little Easter. If you fancy being a good egg, well, you can text Beacon Gift to 70085 and donate £5 to help support our work with people impacted by sight loss. Texts cost £5 plus one standard rate message. As always, though, thank you for your excellent support. I'll leave it there for puns this week, I guess. Right, that's it. I'll be back again soon. Happy Easter, everyone. Cheers that update, Helen. Up now, we're our next block of local news. The Good Shepherd and Wolves Foundation have teamed up with Wolverhampton Council to unveil plans for a groundbreaking new project at the historic Queen's Building in the city centre. The project will offer residents a venue offering a community shop with a difference, a cafe complete with charging points to stay connected and a first floor suite offering financial advice and training information geared to help people through the cost of living crisis. The shop element will be the latest in a network of community shops the council has pioneered across the city. The innovative project will also feature a new social enterprise cafe, but the project is about far more than just providing practical support with affordable food. It will also incorporate a multi-use space to deliver support and interventions that alleviate poverty and build financial stability for generations to come. The Queen's Building, which is found opposite Wolverhampton Bus Station at the bottom of Queen Street, will house training rooms and offices available to rent by community groups and partner agencies, with the overall aim of helping people make positive progress in different areas of their lives. Deputy Leader of the Council, Councillor Stephen Simkins, said this will be a real first for the city. There is nothing like this project and it is a great addition to the already successful network of community shops we've rolled out with partners which are helping residents save at least £30 a week on their groceries in these tough times. But this goes further than that and can help people transform their lives with advice on managing their finances and access to training, which can open career opportunities. It's going to be a great venue. As soon as we open the doors, why don't you come along and pay us a visit? It's for anyone who wants to make the most of their money and also make the most of opportunities for a better, more prosperous life. Work is currently underway transforming the interior of the Queen's Building and the partners will announce shortly when the grand unveiling will take place and it is ready to open its doors. 
Hundreds of out-of-work people in the black country are to receive extra support thanks to a £453,911 lottery grant. The platform project aims to provide specialist support to 370 people across Sandwell and Dudley who have been identified as having complex and multiple needs. The project, which is part-funded by the National Lottery Community Fund, has been set up by the Just Straight Talk organisation. Project manager Kate Beale said the project would be looking to help people with long-term physical or mental health problems who are living in poverty, struggling with debt or experiencing homelessness or insecure housing. Those leaving local authority care or having experienced domestic abuse will also be likely to benefit, as well as ex-offenders and those with addiction problems. Mrs Beale said the project would involve events and group sessions in neighbourhoods identified as having high levels of deprivation, including Coesley, Friar Park in Wensbury, Ocker Hill in Tipton, Cates Hill and Buffery Park in Dudley and Briarley Hill. Activities will include coffee mornings, advice about dealing with the cost of living advice, anxiety and worry, as well as creative writing, crafts and relaxation sessions. Mrs Beale founded Just Straight Talk in 2012 with the help of a £500 grant. Since then, the group has helped nearly 4,000 people get their lives back on track and is estimated to have saved the taxpayer nearly £9 million. This includes £3.5 million saved by finding permanent accommodation for the homeless and £2.6 million by helping the unemployed back to work. Last year, Mrs Beale was awarded the British Empire Medal for her work. The project will provide short-term, targeted, one-to-one support leading into group activities, she said. We will also improve feelings of well-being through connecting individuals to support people to better manage their long-term health conditions. A new project has been launched in Wolverhampton to ensure no child or parent goes without a bed to sleep in at night. The Good Night Project is being launched across Wolverhampton as a way of combating the situations some families have found themselves in since the start of the cost of living crisis. The project is an initiative by Wolverhampton Council with key partners Wolves Foundation and African Caribbean Community Initiative coming together with the council to provide a dedicated service to provide beds and bedding to those that need them. Around 1,500 beds and bedding items have been given out over the last 12 months, with 60% of these going to children. Through applications to the Household Support Fund, the money being distributed by the government through local authorities to help with the cost of living. The Council launched its financial wellbeing strategy last summer with partners in a one-city approach to ensure those in poverty could still reach their full potential and build better lives, not just for themselves now, but for their families for generations to come. The City Council's Cabinet Member for Education, Skills and Work, Councillor Chris Burden, said the City was the first to talk about a bed poverty crisis and work to do something about it. Now it's time to test your knowledge as we have the quiz questions for this edition and they're brought to us by Mina. Hello and welcome to this week's Flashback Quiz. All the answers you need can be found later in Flashback Rogers' Did You Know feature. But for now, these are your questions. Here we go. 
Question 1. How much is estimated to be spent on Easter confectionery each year? Question 2. What percentage of people questioned eat the ears of a chocolate bunny first? Question 3. How many cream eggs do Cadbury's make daily? Question 4. In what year was the Easter Act enacted by Parliament? Question 5. In medieval times, what colour were eggs painted at Easter? And finally, question 6. Where in Europe did the tradition of the Easter bunny originate? I will be back with you later with the answers, but for now, best of luck! Coming up next on this week's edition of the Black Country Talking News, we have another block of local news. From Stonehenge on Salisbury Plain to the Jewel Tower right in the heart of Westminster, over the next decade, under plans to mark the King's coronation, the charity English Heritage will create a natural legacy at its historic sites, establishing flower-rich grasslands right across England, restoring those that have been lost and enhancing those that already exist. The plans include land at eight heritage sites in the West Midlands, Warwickshire's Kenilworth Castle and Elizabethan Garden, Rockster in Shropshire, Hertfordshire's Longtown Castle, Boscobel and White Ladies Priory in Shropshire, Morton Corbett and Wenlock Priory in Shropshire, Rothwas Chapel in Herefordshire, Whitley Court and Gardens in Worcestershire. English Heritage said King Charles II took refuge at the White Ladies Priory in 1651 after his Civil War defeat and famously hid in an oak tree at Boscobel House while Oliver Cromwell's soldiers searched for him below. The Royal Oak Field has recently been replanted with local green hay, introducing meadow flowers to restore it to its 17th century setting. Since the 1930s and the advent of post-war modern farming practices, the UK has lost 97% of its meadows. Prior to this, much of England's grassland, from meadows, road verges and lawns, would have been home to a much more diverse flora than we have today. While the English heritage estate is relatively unusual in not having been subject to changing agricultural policy, the grassland surrounding its historic monuments has become municipalised over the past century, diminishing the botanical diversity enjoyed by earlier generations. There is an abundance of sites where, with the right management, meadows can be created and flourish, the charity says. The creation and enhancement of wildflower-rich grasslands across England will not only benefit nature, but healthy grasslands are proven to tackle pollution and permanently lock away atmospheric carbon below ground. Kate Maver, English Heritage's chief executive, said, The King's coronation is a significant moment in history and we wanted to mark it in a meaningful way, in a way that combines two of His Majesty's passions, nature and heritage. We're creating more natural spaces at the heart of our historic properties, ensuring that wildflowers and wildlife can flourish there once again, and helping our visitors to step back into history and experience something with which the site's historic occupants would have been familiar. 
In a decade's time, our coronation pledge will be an inspiring legacy of established, restored and new meadows at a hundred of our historic sites, big and small, right across England. We hope that it will encourage local communities to get involved and help transform their local heritage sites into flower-rich meadows, which, in turn, will improve the quality and diversity of other grassland in the local area. Hello, this is Tanya with an article written by Heather about new developments that are making beauty products more accessible. At least two well-known beauty and makeup brands are offering tools that will help visually impaired and disabled people to apply makeup. Already available from the Estee Lauder group of companies is a new voice-enabled makeup assistant, VMA. This is a mobile phone app designed to help visually impaired users apply makeup more easily and confidently. Working with visually impaired users and drawing on developments in artificial intelligence, Estee Lauder explain that they set out to create an empowering experience that boosts independence for their visually impaired customers. The VMA app uses voice instruction technologies to help apply makeup. The user receives audio feedback and tips on whether their lipstick, eyeshadow or foundation is evenly applied. The VMA app uses smart mirror technology and artificial intelligence to identify makeup applied on the user's face and to assess the uniformity and boundaries of application and coverage. It then identifies any areas on the face that may require more accurate application and audibly describes where touch-ups may be needed. Estee Lauder's new VMA app is currently available on the Apple Store, but it will continue to be developed further over the coming months. There are also plans to launch the app on Google Play later this year. Meanwhile, another beauty giant, Longcom, is developing a stabilizing tool, which will help disabled people to apply makeup more easily. Longcom recognized that some disabilities see people struggle to apply makeup because of unsteady hands. Worldwide, an estimated 50 million people live with limited fine motor skills, and this makes some daily gestures like applying makeup challenging. To combat this problem, Longham's motion stabilizing device, called the HAPTA, H-A-P-T-A, will make applying makeup with a disability much easier and more accessible. HAPTA comes with customizable magnetic attachments and motion controls to help users open difficult packaging and apply products. It is a handheld, ultra-precise smart makeup applicator for users with limited hand and arm mobility, offering them the ability to steadily apply lipstick at home. The device will have 360 degrees of rotation and 180 degrees of flexion and users can save their preferred positioning for future use. The Hapta is expected to be rolled out later this year. Time now for our latest edition of Sight Loss Tips, provided by the charity InfoSound. For further details on any of the items and practical information in this bulletin, you can also contact Beacon's team of Sight Loss Advisors on 01902 880 and that number again 01902 880 News and information about living with sight loss from InfoSound. Hello and welcome to edition 7 of Info Shorts from InfoSound, a brief bulletin of practical information to help living with sight loss. And in this edition, keep fit videos for vision impaired people, 
a talking USB player, bump-on tactile markers and information on benefits, concessions and registration. British Blind Sport runs what they call active-at-home audio-led classes to help blind and partially sighted people to stay active from the comfort of their own homes. Active-at-home offers a wide range of pre-recorded workouts to suit every ability, they say, whether you're a beginner or you're returning to fitness. And these workouts can be found online on YouTube. Hi everyone, it's Felicity here from FJB Pilates. I just wanted to do a really quick little message to tell you a little bit about the Pilates classes that I offer through British Blind Sport. So Pilates is an excellent way to build strength, to work on length through the muscles, also known as flexibility. And it's a really great way of recovering from an injury. British Blind Sport says that they plan to release new workouts this year to encourage more people with sight loss to be physically active. And these online sessions can be found, as mentioned, on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash c forward slash british blind sport org uk that's all one word british blind sport org uk forward slash playlists that's youtube.com forward slash c forward slash british blind sport org uk all one word forward slash playlist Now, self-adhesive rubber-raised bump-on tactile markers are probably one of the most commonly available items, and well-known for that matter, that have widespread practical uses for blind and partially sighted people. They can be bought online at Amazon and elsewhere, from the RNIB and from the Partially Sighted Society, from where Anita Plant, Rehabilitation Officer and Low Vision Advisor, brings us a tip or two about where these can be used to mark things. And uh, where is that, Anita? Well, they're commonly used to sort of mark settings on the cooker. So, for example, on your oven, if you have normally set it at 180, which is probably the most common setting, you would have one small bump on the 180 and one on your line where you would start to turn. And you turn your oven so that you line the two up. They can be useful on things like the on and off button on remote controls. They can be useful on certain keys on your computer. They can be useful on light switches. They can be useful on washing machines, on thermostats, anywhere really that you struggle to find a certain switch or a bump. They're even quite useful on a keyhole as well. And the bumps themselves, do they come in all shapes and sizes? They're all self-adhesive, of course, aren't they? They are self-adhesive. We actually only sell the orange ones in the one size, um, but I do believe that they are available in different colours and different sizes from um, various other organisations. But we tend to stick with the the bright orange ones um, because we find that provides the most contrast on the background that people are using and the one that most people find most useful. And presumably they can be used in clusters if somebody wants to mark a one-bump thing as opposed to a two-bump or three-bump thing, you can distinguish one from the other by putting them in groups yeah yeah absolutely so if you're wanting to sort of indicate a one two or three you can put a one on the one a two on the two and and three bumps on the three super many thanks indeed anita thank you info sound And finally for now, despite its title, the 56-page RNIB-produced booklet, Starting Out, Benefits, Concessions and Registration, is not necessarily for people who have recently lost their sight. 
It contains information on welfare benefits and concessions to which someone may be entitled if they are sight-impaired or severely sight-impaired. And it also runs through the registration process and what it involves. So it covers such things as blind person's tax allowance, free or reduced bus and rail travel fares, protection under the Equality Act, personal independence payment, attendance, carers and employment and support allowances, universal credit and pension credit, and free tickets for a guide at theatres, galleries or tourist attractions, to name but a few. And to order a copy, you can phone RNIB's National Helpline on 0303 one two three double nine double nine O three O three one two three double nine double nine or email helpline at rnib.org.uk And so with that, we come to the end of this seventh edition of the InfoShorts Bulletin from InfoSound. Please do help to spread the word about this service if you feel it could be of use to someone you know. And we hope you can join us next time. Till then, thanks for listening. News and information about living with sight loss from InfoSound. TNF Soundings. Coming up next on this week's edition of the Black Country Talking News, we have another block of local news. Building on the success of its innovative initiatives to make dance accessible for everyone in London, award-winning pioneering UK dance company Step Change Studios are set to launch one of their inclusive projects in the region. Supported by national sight loss charity Thomas Pocklington Trust, the Dance Dosti Initiative aims to support people with sight loss of South Asian heritage with a free, fun, supportive activity through dance. No previous experience is needed. The 12-week programme will be delivered by local organisation Bollywood Dreams, one of the largest Bollywood dance companies in the West Midlands. The initiative welcomes friends, families and carers of individuals attending to also join in with the weekly classes and the organisation are looking for further volunteers to assist participants with local travel and or to join in with the dance classes and support participants. The free 12-week dance programme will take place at The Fabric Studio 2 in the Birmingham Hippodrome Theatre B54TB every Tuesday from 11 till 12, beginning on the 18th of April and running until the 11th of July. To take part, a registration form is available online at www.stepchangestudios.com forward slash take hyphen part. Once registered, individuals will then be able to attend every class or whenever possible. For further information on the initiative or volunteering, email contact at stepchainstudios.com or call 07976-363861. This is Alastair Hutton with an article by Fiona entitled Are Daily Habits Affecting Your Eye Health? Did you ever wonder whether some of your daily activities might be harming your eyesight? From a poor diet to common drugs for other conditions, or simply too much screen time. Opticians, doctors and researchers are examining our daily lives to understand which activities could be affecting our eyesight. 
Dr. Rishi Rajbora is the country director at Orbis India, a non-profit organization working to transform lives through the prevention and treatment of blindness. He says working for long hours, especially on a computer, has become a reality of many people around the world. The pandemic and the work-from-home culture means that people have to work virtually for long hours every day. Such a lifestyle can inevitably cause significant strain on your eyes and lead to eye-related problems if not properly checked. A condition often associated with this is screen-sightedness or computer vision syndrome. Symptoms include eye irritation such as dry eyes, itchy eyes, red eyes, blurred vision, headaches and backache. The doctor explained the 20-20-20 technique is a simple yet effective way to take frequent breaks to reduce the stress on your eyes due to extended use of digital devices. Spend at least 20 seconds every 20 minutes looking at something 20 feet away. All About Vision, an international company that educates consumers about eye health and vision correction, advises that many medications have side effects that may cause eye problems. In an online article for the company, Valerie de Benedet writes, Most of these side effects are minor, like slight dryness or itchiness, but several types of medications can cause trouble with your vision. Certain classes of drugs are known to cause eye problems. These include diuretics, antihistamines, antidepressants, drugs that lower cholesterol, beta blockers, and birth control pills. Antihistamines often cause a very significant dry eye syndrome. For problems like dryness or irritation, over-the-counter lubricant eye drops can bring the symptoms under control. However, if the symptoms don't go away, see your eye doctor, she says. Long-term use of medications that promote dryness can cause significant dry eye issues. Sight Research UK advises us to eat the rainbow for eye health. On their website, they say while a well-balanced diet is always recommended, certain foods are especially helpful in maintaining good eye health. And no, it's not just carrots. Eat the rainbow and include lots of leafy green vegetables as often as you can. Their website provides an A to Z of foods that will help to increase your intake of important nutrients. They advise that consuming these regularly as part of a well-balanced, colourful diet will help to prevent or delay the onset of eye conditions such as age-related macular degeneration, cataracts and diabetic retinopathy. To read the A to Z of recommended rainbow foods, go to tnflink.com. UK slash 11S for Sierra. That's tnflink.uk slash 11S for Sierra. Up now, it's trivia time, brought to us by Flashback Roger and his Did You Know feature. Hello again everyone, well Easter is upon us again and I for one love this celebration. I think it's because it holds such promise of spring and nicer weather to come and I suppose it might have something to do with chocolate, huh. but who knows eh? Any road up, did you know that? Easter is a strong contender to Halloween for leader in the chocolate and sweet consuming championships. It's estimated that more than three billion pounds is spent on confectionery alone during this religious celebration. So it makes sense that the Easter Bunny is responsible for giving Halloween its run for money. 
and there are over 90 million chocolate bunnies are sold each Easter and surprisingly 59% of people eat the ears first. Only a handful start with a feet or tail and the rest apparently either don't have a plan of action or refuse to state their preference. And that brings me on nicely to a firm favourite, the famous Cadbury's Cream Egg. More than 1.5 million Cadbury's Cream Eggs are made every day. Even more impressive is that the Bourneville factory in Birmingham makes 500 million every year. If you piled those eggs on top of each other, they'd be taller than Everest. So anyway, how do you eat yours? However you do it, your personal method is yours and to be savoured. Personally, mine go in two bites. An Easter is a movable feast declared by Parliament in the Easter Act of 1928. Easter Day is now the first Sunday following the first full moon following the 21st of March. This year, the first full moon after the 21st of March was the 6th of April, so that makes Easter Day on Sunday the 9th of April. The egg is an important symbol of birth, and the word Easter lies in the Greek for egg, which is Easteris. The tradition of painting eggs dates back to medieval times, when eggs were first painted red to represent the blood of Christ. The Easter Bunny, also called the Easter Rabbit or Easter Hare, is a folkloric figure and symbol of Easter, depicted as a rabbit bringing Easter eggs. Originating in the 17th century among German Lutherians, the Easter Hare originally played the role of a judge, evaluating whether children were good or disobedient in behaviour at the start of the season of Eastertide. Well then, I hope that you enjoyed this week's little trip into some of Easter's snippets, and that you'll enjoy the Easter season as much as I will. Well, there's no digi no spot next week, of course, so I'll be back on the 19th of April. So any road up, I'm off. I'm going to have me a cup of tea without a biscuit, but next time I'll be back at the custard creams, Kit Kats, or anything else I fancy. Keep well, and happy Easter to everyone. Bye for now. Ta-ra a bit. Ta-ra! Up now, we have to hear what the weather has in store for us. Brought to us as always by Mina. The weather for this week ahead is forecast to be rather unsettled with some sunny intervals but plenty of showers. Thankfully, temperatures are forecast to remain mild, averaging around 14 degrees. UV levels are expected to fluctuate between low and medium as we go through the week and see longer spells of sunshine. The sunrise and sunset times are 6.15am for the sunrise and 8pm for the sunset. Friday 7th of April is forecast to be dry with a small chance of sunshine breaking through the thick cloud. With some light northwesterly wind expected, temperatures should reach a maximum of 14 degrees. The spell of dry weather should remain with us throughout the Easter weekend with Saturday providing the more prolonged sunny periods. With just a gentle breeze, temperatures over the weekend will continue to hold up well at 14 degrees, giving us plenty of time to hunt down every last chocolate egg. (laughs) On to next week and it'll be a lot more unsettled with plenty of sharp April showers to look out for. It is forecast for rain to remain in the region from Monday 10th of April and continue right through to Thursday 13th of April. The showers are forecast to be persistent but should ease off at times with plenty of sunshine breaking through. 
With just the gentle breeze all week, temperatures should continue to reach a maximum of 14 degrees. So that's your forecast for this week. Happy holidays and as always, enjoy the weather. Cheers for that weather update, Mina. Up now, it's time to find out how our local football teams have been getting on. It was on as even this weekend as both black country clubs played out draws respectively with neither results doing either club any favours in their quest for survival or push for promotion. For the Baggies, the tense, goalless encounter against fellow promotion hopefuls Millwall was very much a case of two points dropped than one point gained as they squandered an opportunity to make up ground on sides above them. The result leaves them ninth in the table and five points off the playoff positions. For Wolves, it was much more fortuitous, as in a feisty encounter against fellow relegation candidates Nottingham Forest, a late Daniel Pudent strike, the only shot the old goals mustered up on target or match, earned a point from what was otherwise a tepid, lacklustre performance that perhaps deserved less. Despite such shortcomings, both managers spoke of their bemusement and disbelief of yet more contentious officiating, with the frustration of being denied an award of a penalty high on the agenda. For Wolves, yet more ill-discipline saw coach Pablo Sanz sent off. Ruben Neves pick up his 10th yellow card of the season, which will now see him serve a two-match ban. And despite VAR ruling that there had been no infringement, the FA have also opened an investigation into an alleged spitting incident involving Daniel Pedence. Have you done any good at the quiz this week? Well, now's the time to find out, as we have the quiz answers. Hello, and here are your answers for this week's flashback quiz. Feeling confident? How will you score? Let's see. Question 1. How much is estimated to be spent on Easter confectionery each year? And the answer here is £3 billion. Question 2. What percentage of people questioned eat the ears of a chocolate bunny first? And the answer, 59%. Question 3. How many cream eggs do Cadbury's make daily? And the answer here is 1.5 million. Question 4. In what year was the Easter Act enacted by Parliament? And the answer here is 1928. Question 5. In medieval times, what colour were eggs painted at Easter? And the answer here, of course, is red. And finally, question 6. Where in Europe did the tradition of the Easter Bunny originate? And the answer here is Germany. How did you get on? Did you get them all right? If not, not to worry, as I will be back next week to test you once again. Bye for now. With spring peeking through and Easter upon us, time now for a seasonal poem from the highly esteemed Victorian playwright Robert Browning. Living in Italy in 1845, when the springtime arrived, he seemed to become rather nostalgic with... Home Thoughts from Abroad. 
TNF Soundings. Features from across the UK. Hello, this is Alan with a springtime poem by Robert Browning. Home Thoughts from Abroad. He was living in Italy at the time. This is somewhere in the middle of the 19th century. And it seems when the springtime came round, he got a bit nostalgic. So, Home Thoughts from Abroad. Oh, to be in England, now that April's there, and whoever wakes in England sees some morning unaware that the lowest boughs and the brushwood sheaf round the elm-tree bowl are in tiny leaf, while the chaffinch sings on the orchard bough in England now, and after April, when May follows, and the white-throat builds and all the swallows, hark! Where my blossomed pear tree in the hedge leans to the field and scatters on the clover blossoms and dewdrops at the bent spray's edge. That's the wise thrush. He sings each song twice over, lest you should think he never could recapture the first fine careless rapture. And though the fields look rough with hoary dew, All will be gay when noontide wakes anew the buttercups, the little children's dower. Far brighter than this gaudy melon flower. I hope you liked that. Bye-bye for now. TNF Soundings Are you ready to get moving? Well, let's hope so, because up now, we have the 10 day workout. Hello everyone, this is 10 Today, a 10-minute set of exercises to do at home to help keep yourself active. Before we get to today's presenter, a couple of housekeeping points to note. The 10 Today project is funded by the Big Lottery and Sport England, and when you're doing the exercises, it's important that you don't push yourself too far, and by taking part, you agree to 10 Today's terms and conditions. You can read these terms and conditions at tnflink.uk forward slash 10t and the 10t is the digit 1, the digit 0 and the letter T. And please remember that you agree to take part at your own risk. Today's exercises are brought to you by Jean and here she is. Hello everyone. This is a short 10 minute physical activity routine which will get you moving and stretching. It's great for your health, including improving your balance and building up your strength. Just take it at your own pace. There are plenty of options. If an exercise feels too much, just take it easy and have a break. All the exercises can be done either standing up or sitting down. So just do whatever feels good for you today. We want you all to do this exercise safely. You are responsible for monitoring how you are feeling throughout the session. If you feel any discomfort or pain, for example, if you feel unwell or dizzy or experience palpitations, then please stop and seek medical advice. If remaining seated, at least to begin with, it would be ideal if you can use a hard chair so you can sit upright. This could be a dining chair, preferably without arms, which can get in the way of some exercises. Then with your feet flat on the floor. Okay. If you're standing up, just step your feet hip-width apart, relax your shoulders and stand up nice and tall, 
and take a couple of deep breaths. If you're sitting down, place both feet firmly on the floor. Keep your back straight, relax your shoulders and take a couple of deep breaths. In and out. In and out. So the first exercise is called Reach for the Stars. So raise both your arms up to the sky or stars. When at the top, rise on your toes and then lower both your feet and arms, pushing right down with your palms. So keep going, raising your hands up, then up on your toes, then lower your hands and feet. And keep going, feeling that nice stretch through the upper body and shoulders. So, just a couple more now. Next, Strike of the Cobra. A wee bit of martial arts. So, with a strong stance, with your fists clenched in front of your chest, as if you were a boxer, punch your right hand straight out and return. Then, with the same hand, punch it to the left side so that your arm crosses your body and reaches towards the ceiling. So you're punching up and across. And return. Now with your left hand, punch straight out and return. Then punch to the right side, so that your arm crosses your body, reaching for that ceiling again. Try not to worry with the logistics on this one. Just energetic punching is good. Keep going now, with alternate hands at your own pace. So punching straight, then to the side, pointing up to the ceiling. This is great for strengthening those arms. We should all be feeling nice and warm now. Now we have the side stretch. Raise your right arm high straight up with your palm facing up, then lean over to your left side feeling that stretch all along your right side. Now return back to the centre. Raise your left hand straight up and feel that stretch all the way down your left side. Now keep alternating, feeling that nice stretch down your sides. So arm up and lean over and repeat. Great work, well done. Next we have swing back. If you're standing, keep your legs straight. If you're sitting, keep your feet flat on the floor. Bend your arms so that both hands are at chest height, then straighten out your right arm and swing it back so you feel a nice rotation in your back. Looking towards your right hand, then return to the center and straighten out your left arm and swing it back, looking towards your left hand. And repeat. So you're just moving side to side, swinging your arms back nice and gently, feeling your back rotate as you move side to side. Just a couple more now. This is a great one for trunk rotation. Next, if you're standing, you might want to be near something you can hold on to for balance. This one is a leg raise. If you're standing, lift your leg up to hip height, keeping your knee bent and return. And if you're sitting, lift your legs slightly higher than hip height and return. 
Now do the same with the other leg. Lift up to hip height and return. Now do the same with the other leg. Lift up to hip height and return. Now keep going on alternate legs. So just lifting those legs up. Next is slowly does it. These exercises are slightly different if you're sitting or standing. So if you're standing, bend at your knees slightly to halfway and hold. And then bend your knees all the way down to your lowest point and hold. And then straighten up your legs again. So you're just moving halfway, holding, moving down to your lowest point, holding, and then coming back up. Keep your feet facing forward and try not to let your knees move in front of your toes. Keep going. If you are sitting, just straighten out your right leg right in front of you and hold briefly, feeling that nice stretch down your leg. Then return your foot to the floor and repeat on the other side. Whichever variation you're doing, you're working your legs. If you're standing, you're also working your bottom. Okay, so keep going. Always remembering to keep your back straight. So, for those standing, bending knees halfway, hold, and then all the way down, and then up. If just sitting, raising alternate legs. Slow and controlled is more challenging and rewarding. Just a few more. Great work. Push up to the moon. So remember to keep a nice soft bend in your knees and a strong stance. Then bend your arms so both hands are at chest height. Then push both your hands up to the ceiling on your right as if you're pushing up to the moon. Then sweep your hands back down and to the left, pushing both your hands up to the ceiling again on your left, and now keep going. So you're just making a nice big U with your hands, pushing up to the moon on either side. When you sweep your hands at the bottom of the U, you can bend over slightly to make that sweeping movement bigger. Keep going with that nice dynamic shape, pushing up to the moon on each side. So again, if you're standing, you might want to be near something for balance. This exercise is called kick across, and you're just kicking your leg across to the opposite side. So kick your right leg to the left side and return. And do the same on the other side. So now keep going kicking that leg across from side to side. You should feel that working your legs and slow and control is more challenging here. Keep going for a couple more. Good work. Next is full circle. Raise both arms straight up above your head and then sweep them round together to the right, making one big circle all the way back up to the top. And keep going, swinging one big circle to the right, just a couple more in this direction. Good work. Now we're going to do exactly the same, but the opposite direction. So keep making those nice big circles. It's a great workout for your shoulders, this one. 
Just a few more now. One more. Great job. Now we really should all be feeling warm. If you're a little out of breath, that's a good thing. It means you've been working. If you're not a little out of breath, can you work a little harder next time? Anyway, nearly finished. We'll just finish off with a nice stretch and cool down. So we're going to start with a hamstring stretch. So step forward with your right foot, placing your foot out in front of you with your foot flat on the floor. Then bend your left leg and put your hands on your hips and just lean forward gently. Whether you're sitting or standing, you should feel a nice stretch down the back of your leg. Hold for 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Well done. Then return to a standing up position and swap your legs. So this time, step forward with your left foot, placing your foot out in front of you with your foot flat on the floor. Then bend your right leg and just lean forward gently. Again, feeling that nice long stretch. Hold for 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And now the final stretch, hugging a tree. Just hold your arms out in front of you, just as if you were hugging a tree directly in front of you. And your arms form a nice circle in front of you. And then cup your hands, putting one hand in front of the other, and push your hands together, feeling that nice stretch across your shoulders and arms. Hold for 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Now sit up or stand up and return to that nice relaxed posture we had at the beginning. So, brilliant. That was all the exercises. We hope you enjoyed them. Just to finish off, shake it out. Just shake out those arms and hands and then legs and feet. Great work, everyone. Doing 10 today just three times a week can have great health benefits. It's fun and you'll simply feel better. So please do keep going. And thank you for listening. So that's it for another edition of the Black Country Talking News. A reminder to our CD listeners who have received CDs in padded envelopes that you don't need to send anything back to us. If you have a sight loss tip or someone you would like to wish a happy birthday to, just say hello to. Maybe even a poem or talking book you would like reviewed, then please get in touch with us at the Beacon Centre. Call 01902 Email bctn at beaconvision.org or write to us at the Black Country Talking News, Beacon, Wolverhampton Road East, Wolverhampton, WV46AZ. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for listening and thank you to all our supporters, donators and volunteers who without their support will be unable to run this free service. Please note the information and views expressed in this recording does not necessarily represent the views of Beacon or Talking News and were accurate at the time of recording. Mentions of goods and services does not imply endorsement and whilst every care is taken to supply accurate information, Beacon and Talking News do not undertake liability for any errors. So it's goodbye from all of us. Stay safe, have a good week 
and we look forward to bringing you next week's edition of the Black Country Talking News. Ta-ra!